Welcome to Lawmen, a podcast about local legends and obscure curiosities from days of yore. I'm James Shakeshaft. And I'm Alistair Beckett-King. And it's Valentine's special times. Last year we had Jenny Collier on doing a lovely Welsh Valentine's story about Santa's Dwynwen, and we enjoyed it so much we thought we'd have her back again. And this story, it's very good, but it's also, like Welsh town names, it's very long. Enjoy. Happy Valentine's. Welcome back, Jenny. Hello. Hello, Hello Jenny. Hi. Borodar. Borodar, if you have it. I've been doing Duolingo, catching up on my Welsh. Really? Yeah, yeah. Will, can you translate me? Okay, I'll try. Uh, dinner for Mike, where do you mind? Mike's dinner's gone. No, there was my bike gone. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not pronounced right. So what about, what happened to Mike's dinner in the end? Oh, it was on the bike. It was, it, it was a delivery. This is a delivery driver's um, t- tweet. Mike! Can't believe you would leave the bike. A pamphidu. Why am I alive? That's uh, it. Is that That's correct? It. Was that correct? Yeah. That was why am I alive? I thought it was why me, God, but I guess it's the uh, same. Oh, yeah, actually, you're right. But it's the same. So, Duolingo is going really well. All I've learned to say is Do you like the wolf? And I want to buy five sheep. <laughs> <laughs> and I like eating insects. Whoa. Yeah. So it's tailored. It is very tailored, <laughs> tailored for the, the, for the scenarios sure, sure, sure. that you'll need. <laughs> yeah. D- d- with the wolf thing, does it have any chat about like babysitting rates or anything? <laughs> that's a callback yeah, to really Jenny's good. Uh, yeah. previous, the story of Gellet and... Santa's Dwynwen. Santa's Dwynwen. And also Hrys Amener. Oh, yes. Because it was a Valentine's... Yes. Yeah. Well, this is another Valentine's special. Happy Hrys WrestleMania? Happy WrestleMania. (laughs) Um, Thanks for having me back. Is it going to be put out on Valentine's Day? Yeah, I think there's enough romance in this story, as we'll find out. I think we've read quite different versions. What's what's your source? Uh, Myths and Legends of the British Isles by Richard Barber. A hardback book. my dad stole from a library. (laughs) I think a school library as well. And not like the school that he went to. He just got it from a school. I mean, is it really stealing or is it just taking out for a prolonged period? Because everybody steals the books, but they always return them. Oh, oh, like, as the French would say, le petit theft. Yeah. Is, um... Breakfast. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, Duolingo. Is there anything you can't do? This is more like triple lingo. Or four, whatever four is. I didn't do Latin on it. Quattro? Uh, Quadruple. Quadrilingo. And now that we've heard it... It's quite a standard word, quadruple. Yeah. It's not quite as bizarre and unheard of as we thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, but it's a free app. I've watched a lot of adverts. I've done that. And and to boost my jewels, to yes. double my jewels. Yeah. But you often have to just watch adverts anyway, don't you? I don't know. Mm. Okay, oh, I'm, at the end. I'm clearly doing it wrong and I'm not learning the language. Yeah. <laughs> Are the adverts in Welsh? No. Oh, yeah. And They're you... just like, do you want to sort your teeth out? It's awful when you discover what your tailored ads are. I got one on Facebook for um, managed sort of wealth management. And I thought, <laughs> yes, I have fooled the algorithm. I've d- I bought some racking and I'm just all adverts for rapid racking now. That's all I'm getting. And now I'm advertising rapid racking. It's working. <laughs> oh, no. Because having bought racking, you have an infinite capacity for more racking. I liked house. it so much. <laughs> I think we should replace all our nice shells with like... You know, like warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> if you pronounce warehouse like that, you need wealth management. You've never been to a warehouse. <laughs> Where my um, son is, it was he, he's. I mentioned a warehouse, and he said, "Oh, daddy, is that like a werewolf?" <laughs> Which is a suddenly a really cool idea, and my and, and the premise of my young adult novel series that I'm going to write. <laughs> it's like uh, Twilight, but. Set on an industrial estate in Slough. <laughs> so, Jenny, what what story have you this time? I know because you told me about it, and yeah. I couldn't help but look it up. I got Branwen Verchlir. Is that how you say that word? Yeah, the middle word. Verch. How do you spell it? F e r c h. I thought it was a more sweary sounding word. 
Are we allowed to swear on this? Sorry. No. Well, no, I didn't but really. You didn't, so I didn't. Yeah. We're not bleeping that, otherwise <laughs> it'll be confusing. Yeah, and it's similar to firkin, which is an ancient word as well. Yeah, and the measure of size, isn't it? Oh, I like thought a, like it, a barrel. I, I got mis- mistaken with the merkin. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a measure of size. <laughs> no, really. they come in all sizes, apparently. <laughs> You've been getting targeted advertising. <laughs> yeah. How many do they think I want? <laughs> you buy one Merkin. <laughs> and they think that you're going to want to redecorate your house in them. <laughs> so it's it's Branwen... Verch clear. 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 Okay, Branwen Verch clear. Branwen Verch clear. I'm saying that, but you're looking at me like I'm not saying that. <laughs> you are saying it quite well. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Verch means daughter of, so it's like Mac. It leers like a sort of almighty king character. I mean, you, yeah, your um, sources have got all like the backstory and stuff of Lear. I don't actually know about that. I only know the little branch of the Mabinogi, which is this. And the Mabinogi is a collection of apparently four different massive... I think it's the first English or the first British novel or, like, non-poetry story mm-hmm. from, like, the 12th, 13th century, yeah. the Mab- Mabinogi. Yeah. And this is part well, two of um, the Mabinogi. Mag- yeah. <laughs> Mag- Say again. This is Mabinogi 2, the Mabinogging. Mabinogi, Mabinogia. <laughs> <laughs> To Mab, to Nog. Noggy. <laughs> so Branwen mm-hmm. was the daughter, right, of yeah. Lear. Of Lear. And there's a lot of relations I've noticed in this yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Bran, her brother, Bendiged Bran. Bendiged Bran. Bendigedig is another Welsh thing I know. Bendigedig, brilliant. I, <laughs> so Bran, son of Lear, son of Lear, sister of Branwen, is the king of the UK. And his brothers are... Manawidan, and then he's got two half-brothers, Nissian and Ephnissian. Nissian's kind of cool. Ephnissian, bit naughty. So if you forget which one's which, remember Ephnissian's like effing Nissian. Yes. <laughs> so the Sibylai, we've got two half-brothers, Nissian and Ephnissian. Manawidan, just a normal brother. Branwen is the sister. One day, Matholoch comes across the sea from Ireland to talk to Bran to ask if he can marry Branwen, who is the greatest, most beautiful um, maiden in the world. Um, my sources say she was top three. <laughs> oh, no, she was one of the top three matriarchs, uh, but she was the most beautiful maiden in the world. Oh. Maybe the person who wrote mine was trying to get off with her. <laughs> um, but that's, that's, yeah, one of the top three matriarchs. So she was very desired. And then Matholoch was like, we will unite um, the Island of the Mighty, UK, with Ireland by me marrying Branwen. And Bran said, I come to the land and we'll take counsel, have a chat about it. So he comes to the land because he said this from the sea, from the boat. Mm. <clears throat> Did, is, does this matching yours? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. I, he was sat, all, all I heard, he was, they kept mentioning he was sat at Harlech oh, right. on a big rock. And I looked up Harlech. Fun fact, uh, it's in the Guinness Book of World Records for having the world's steepest residential street. Right. Wow, so it's just been non-stop since the 12th century. Really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the Mabinogion like to point out like little bits and bobs about the um, where it is, like Harlech, very beautiful place, big rock. Well, um, because Bri- Bran, 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 Bendy, Bendigan. He's a big lad. He's a big lad. Oh, yeah. He needed to sit on a rock. He's never been housed by a house. Yeah. He's never what? been contained. I'm sorry. He's never been contained by a house. He's never been. That's, first of all, that's not the way we describe being in a house. <laughs> <laughs> it is if you translate it from Welsh into English. <laughs> he's never been contained in a house. Yeah. I mean, it's just made homelessness sound so sexy. <laughs> he's a, he he's, can't be contained. Yeah, he's jumbo. He's too big. He's too big to be in a house. Mm. I mean, we'll get to it later how jumbo he is. Mm. He's really big. He's, He's a, a big guy. He's a giant. You could say he was a giant. But nowhere does it say the word gwaur. No, gaur. Gaur. Maur. Which means big giant. But his surname translates. Bendiged, Bran, is Bran the Blessed. Yeah. A.K.A. Brian Blessed. <laughs> <laughs> who similarly no house can contain. Yeah. <laughs> so just imagine Brian Blessed whenever we talk about Bran, because that's what I've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Just uh, unsurprisingly, the, he could be on the shore and be chatting to yeah. someone on a yeah. ship. Yeah. And he's like, I come and take counsel. There's a lot of taking counsel in this, and then uh, which is, I think, just having a chat about mm. it. Yeah. It's a bit Love Island, isn't it? Yeah. Like, can I, sorry, can, can, I, I, just, can, can I, I just grab you for a quick counsel? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my god, are you watching Love Island? Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> now, uh, this is yes. the first I've heard of it. What, what is Love Island? It's a, it's a sort of like a legendary thing. <laughs> is it? Mm. Island of Love sounds mythical. It's basically the secret life of four-year-olds, but with abs. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good description. Okay, so they have so they they have a bit of a council, and they have a um, great throng in the court where they they decide to give Branwen to Matholoch. They all decided that the first time that they would sleep together would be at Aberfrau. So that's quite a weird thing. They, for they your, all decided yeah, that. Like in the court, they the, were like... The throng the was throng, involved. Yeah, there was a was throng Was it an orgy? Um, no, no. They were just like, the marriage will begin... Well, like the union will begin at Aberfrau. Of math... Matholoch. Matholoch and Branwen. Branwen, yeah. Branwen. Yeah. So that every, everyone was like, the first time you two were going to... Yeah. Is going to be... It's going to be Aberfrau. Right. Yeah. And at the... At this, How'd that pan out? Well, yeah, not great, i got to say. Um, because So they were having a feast and it was bra- on the table. There was Bran, um, Manawudan, Matholoch and Branwen. And they had to have the feast in a tent or pavilions because, again, he couldn't fit in a hat. He <laughs> I can't be- go in a house. <laughs> in a hat. I've told you, <laughs> this ceiling is too low. <laughs> Find me a gazebo. <laughs> but they made it look like a hall. Fair play to them. After they'd drunk enough that they thought no more good can come of drinking and the best thing to do is go to bed. There's a lot of this like really deciding when to stop. They went, so they went and boned. And then in the morning, Ethnician. This is very Love Island for someone who hasn't watched <laughs> Love Island. This is basically, yeah. So Ethnician, good or bad? Bad. Yeah. Ethnician comes out to like see what's ha- what's popping and he finds a bunch of horses around the place and he's like who's are the and he goes to these like just guys that are around the place he's like who who's are these horses and they're like Matholoch's and he's like what what are Matholoch's horses doing here and he was like well oh well didn't you know Branwen consummated her love for Matholoch last night and then Ephnician was like I didn't know about this so he was he was really annoyed that he hadn't been asked for consent. I mean, really. <laughs> well, consent is important. Yeah, for an evil stepbrother. <laughs> Sorry, half brother. He, he was, was really angry. Angry. rightly so, or wrongly. He was angry. He was angry, and he thought, "I have to avenge this." And then he did it in a really awful way. You won't like this. He mutilated some horses. By chopping off their lips to their gums, chopping off their ears to their heads, chopping off their tail to their back, and wherever they could grab hold of the eyelids, they chopped them back to the bone. Uh, yeah. Mm. So when James phoned me and said, let's get Jenny on to do a romantic story. Did you say it was romantic? For Valentine's Day. <laughs> Yeah, you knew there was horse mutilation in the well, pipeline. They they go on about this. The eyelids, James. Funnily enough, they say about this, and then they say these horses are now useless, and they don't. They sort of allude to there was another bit of mutilation. So I think they might have chopped the old the horse. Oh well, a bit later on as well, they say Matholoch was so annoyed because he could no longer get any joy from the horses. Mm. So I think they chopped the horse part off. The the wang. Yes. Right. See. Romance. <laughs> <laughs> I did, um, what did he do with all of them, though? Like, so he did. He did that to all of them, I think. No, I mean, like the, piece, it, the is, parts, it is all the most seductive yeah. parts of the the, eye, the eyelashes and the lips mm. and, and the the gentles. Mm. <laughs> pretty pretty sexy bin bag. Yeah, yeah. He's just got like a, a load of oh, a yeah, bag of bits. I, I didn't say what he did with the bits because there's only you only need. So many draft excluders. Is that what you're using horse willies for? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I was thinking the tails, but them as well, yeah. So I forgot where we are in the story. Um, no, so that's hor- so a so horrible act of horse so hor- yes. Horrific. Malatholoch comes back and, not surprisingly, he goes, well, uh, who'd who done this? And they said, and he was like, if I'd have known that this was going to happen, I wouldn't have even come here. Of course, none of us would have gone there if we'd known that that was going to happen. And then... Um, then he's like, right, I'm leaving because this is just too horrible for them to have done. Like my brand new family, what a thing to do, I'm leaving. Bran gets wind that Matholoch's leaving. So he asks Math what, like to stay. And then Math Oloch goes, um, the thing that I find most odd is if, if Nissian was so annoyed about it, 
why didn't he do this insult, chopping off all the bits of the horse, before I bedded Branwen? To me, chronology isn't important here, <laughs> but that's one of the things he found weird. And then messengers said, Bran is more insulted than you are even because this is his half brother and he's done this and it's like ruined everything. So if you think you're annoyed, imagine what Brian Blessed's going through. So then um, uh, Matholoch is like, all right, let's take counsel <laughs> to have a bit of counsel about it. Um, <clears throat> and Bran is like, right, we're going to replace your horses. We're going to give you a silver rod as thick as, and then he holds up his little finger, silver rod that that thick. But he's a giant. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and as tall as as um, Matholok is. Right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Now that you said that, I'm. Well, as thick as the giant's th- little, little finger, finger. Were quite thick. And as tall as Mytholoch. either Matholok or uh, like it would a, be impractical for a normal <laughs> yeah. human to have a giant-sized yeah. stick. Yeah. So as, presumably as tall as Matholok, with a gold plate the size of Matholok's face at the top of it, basically like a lollipop lady stick. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really know, like what, why, what he thought was going to be. Like good about such that. a weird pitch. Like yeah. a, before you go, mm. <laughs> one last thing. Sorry about chopping off all your horses' various parts, yeah. eyelids, ears, yep, and the rest. Um, here you go. Here's a stick. Yeah, I reckon he's probably still got some of that booze from the night before that he should have stopped drinking before. <laughs> and, and then he was like, "Well, I'm just not happy about this silver stick. It's not enough." So he goes right, and then he's like, "We're going to replace all the horses, but also I'll give you this cauldron." And the peculiarity of the cauldron is. That if you put somebody who's died in it that day, the next morning they will rise and be like better than ever, apart from they can't talk. Wow. Mytholoch is like, this cauldron sounds cool. So actually, yeah, I'll have that. And he goes, where did you get the cauldron from, by the way? And Bran says, an Irishman gave it to me, um, mm. whose name was Hlasar Llawes Gerverwid and his wife Kamede Kamenevol. These Irish people sound very Welsh. Exactly. There's a lot of things like this in Welsh um, literature. Like when I was in school, we watched a video about going off the rails um, and how people moved to London. And um, so they sort of they made you watch a warning video about the dangers of moving to London. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like if you move. What's to wrong L- with just standing in a field? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the council tax rates? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was all that if you go to the bright lights and the um, big smoke, moog, that smoke in Welsh, mm. then um, you might get you know caught up in drugs and crime and i watched it and it's like everyone in london speaks welsh that's really surprising <laughs> <laughs> and so these irish people sound like well welsh and he was like yeah i got given it by Tlasa flowers and kameda kamedea this his wife and um because they escaped from the iron house when it had been white hot isn't it funny that you haven't heard about this matholoch and matholoch was like wait a minute this sounds familiar i do know about this white hot iron house and he goes because what happened was back in ireland i was near this lake and a ginger man came from out of the lake he was really big and had a really angry look on his face and there was a word that was so angry and scary that it can't even be translated into english (laughs) (laughs) and um and he comes out of the lake and he's got a cauldron on his back and then a woman comes with him um who's if you thought the red flame haired man coming out of the lake was big the woman was twice as big the guy was like, see this woman in a month, she's going to get pregnant. And within a month and a week, she's going to give birth to a full grown fighting man. My nephew's a bit like that. <laughs> <laughs> so this is um, Maloch's Maloch, memory. Maloch's saying this to, to Bran, mm. uh, to Brian Blessed. He's saying, I know about this couple from Ireland mm. because I saw them coming out of a lake. They tell me that they're going to give birth to fighting men within a month. So they lived with me for a year, which is mm. the most unexpected sentence after hearing that. Mm. Like they came out of a lake, then they lived with me for a year. And for the first year, it was fine. But after that, they started in- insulting, pestering and injuring all the townsfolk. So everyone that he knew was like, can you get rid of your mates? Because they're like ruining door, everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know what they did? Took a bit of counsel. Uh, Mytholoch was like, right, he gets all the all the smiths from the whole of Ireland together and they build an iron... Morrissey. Ma. <laughs> the other two. <laughs> and um, built an iron, iron chamber, stoked it with loads of charcoal, had a feast in it or something, got them together, got these people together that were awful... 
And I think they're like lots of fighting men children as well. Right. Stoked the whole thing. Burnt it till it was white hot. Yeah, bellows. Bellows. And they all had bellows, and yep. it's like, I mean, I get that you wanted rid of them, but like, I think there must have been another way. But anyway, they, they were like, yeah, we're gonna, they, they're we're gonna... surely. Well, maybe th- there wasn't. They were just at their end of their tether. There's yeah. a, you know what? There's only one thing we can do: make a house out mm. of metal. Yeah. And put these people in that yeah. oven. Wow. Yeah. But it did say that the original man, so the red-haired man, smashed his way out of the white cha- hot white hot chamber with his shoulder. Mm. Um, and only him and the woman got out. Hold on, I, the, the main people who were put in. Exactly. Yeah. But the I think, only the, ones who got I think the reason it said the only people who got out was them, I think it must have meant either child or children or mm. like maybe some of the townsfolk got hurt. I don't know. But the man and the woman got out. Mm. I mean, sorry, because like if the townsfolk got burned to death and they didn't, it very much backfired. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah they, they had I, a nightmare. I would be calling for some serious counsel to discuss what went wrong. Yeah, well. <laughs> with the giant hothouse project. <laughs> yeah. But Mythologue's problems were over because they burst out and left. And Bran goes, that's when they came to me. And Mythologue's like, that's when they came to you. Mm. And give him the cauldron. That could reanimate the dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because that's why we were talking about them. <laughs> and it so that's a little so that's much, a little backstory, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Mathalch and Bran had a lovely rest of the night. They'd all kind of made up then. They were like, that's all fine. Math and Branwen set out for Ireland to start their new life together. And they had a really nice time. And so for the first year, again, like with the... Um, the couple and the fighting children. First year, fine. It's always the first year. It's like mm. handleable. Mm. Um, every nobleman and um, great man who came to the house got given gifts and beautiful gems and jewels from Branwen. She was like hostess with the mostess. Then she had a boy, Gwern. Gwern. And they put him straight into foster care. Now, mm. I don't know. There wasn't any kind of explanation for what happened there. Um, but around the same time as they're mentioning that, they say that the news of Matholoch's humiliation on the Isle of the Mighty started to spread and people started to mock him for having his horses mutilated. I would have thought they would have just been like, shady, we heard about mm. the horses, not mocking him. Yeah, how are you doing? Would yeah, how are you nice. doing? Sorry, we heard about your horse's eyelids and we, we sympathise. I, I don't want to... You know, make it all about me, but a similar thing happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) I had my phone snatched out of my hands while I was playing Pokemon Go. Um, (laughs) And I. And you you did lose a lot of respect in the Isle of the Mighty. Yeah. And uh, I went back to work and told them about it, and they laughed and gave me the nickname Muggins. And then I reported it to the police, and they called me Snitch. <gasps> Snitch what? Snitchy Cunningham. The police called you Snitchy? No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. I was no, going to no, say no, that. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's really not. That's like broken well, Britain, sure. Oh, if I mean, <laughs> grass. Both of us thought you meant the police called you Snitchy Cunningham. Why Cunningham? Because like of Richie Cunningham. Cunningham like they a called reference it Sni- to Happy Days. Yeah. Yeah. Why would the police have made a reference? They didn't. It, it wasn't, wasn't the, the police. police. It was my workplace. <laughs> I told the police. I didn't tell the police I was playing Pokemon Go. I said I was doing <laughs> doing a grown-up text about mortgages. And then they said I should form a double act with the robber. This is, again, workplace, I was again, not like the, the police. police. <laughs> and call it Snitch and Snatch. Well, I hope you didn't get your butcher to um, punch up your wife as punishment to your friends for mocking you. Because that's what... Matholoch did. Yeah. He got his butcher yeah. to do what? To box the ears of his wife every day, single day. Of his wife? Yeah. His yeah. own wife? Branwen. Yeah. Hold on. Because How he... does that solve anything? Exactly. No but one... Well... No one can when... Also, the butcher's probably got a lot on anyway. So <laughs> well, no, it's they, adding to his... He's schedule. probably trying to make a stew out of it, eyelids and wang. <laughs> yeah, he's still getting through a backlog of horse ears. It's still quite wangy. Is there anything we can do to make it less wangy? Well, in the version I read, it, it did say that after the butcher had finished with his meat every day, he would punch her in the ear. Yeah. So it was, what, what it was, it was on his own time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is even worse. But he was made to. He was, was made, made to. to. It is important that we... He and didn't do it of his own volition. He no, was made to. No. Well, I don't know what Mythologue's thinking, because that's not going to solve anything. Exactly. And he also got Branwen to, like, work somewhere. So she had been, like, Lady Bountiful, and now he's like, you go and sit in the 
seller and just like sent her off to be a drudge, which I had to Google, which is somebody who does lowly work. Meanwhile, so that went for, on for three years, mm. the butcher boxing. And Every day. But um, she taught a starling to speak Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> Welsh people, everything's about the Welsh language. If I were being held prisoner and boxed by a butcher... I would long for the motherland, like she did, <laughs> which is to teach, teach a starling um, Welsh told it what her brother looked like yeah he's a massive man he's a giant he's a giant and so yeah so so she was like listen starling if you find this massive dude mm. she wrote a letter attached it to the base of the starling's wing yes i'm a bit like why did if the starling could speak welsh why didn't she just tell the starling to tell him yeah but then i suppose she wrote the letter in english and then welsh underneath <laughs> <laughs> so she sends it to bran bran gets it takes a bit of counsel and they goes right we're gonna attack ireland we're gonna leave seven Elders back on the Isle of the Mighty and the rest of us are going to go and sort it out. Oh, the names of the elders. Not a vowel between them. Apart from, there's some of them which are called things like they've got a surname, which is things like Strong Shoulder. I like the singular on that. Strong Shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not Strong Sounds shoulders. like he could have broken out of a white hot box. Elch <laughs> um, <laughs> Bone Lip. Bone Lip? Yeah. It's it just his surname. Isn't the bone lip guy big big fan of that horse soup? I, think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I like it. Two elements of this I'm a big fan of. Okay, so they go across to Ireland. The batch of them, like a load of them, and then there's some some Irishmen on the shore, and they're like a forest in the sea. What's going on? Like, there's a forest in the sea, so they go to Branwen, and they're like, why would there be a forest in the sea? And she's like, that'll be my brother come to avenge my punishments. And they go, also, we can see these, like, two lakes and a ridge on this mountain in the sea. What's that about? And she's like, that's just my brother's face. <laughs> yeah. So is that his eyes and his nose? He, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And when I read that, I was like, we did do this at school. And I remember us all trying to draw that. Imagine a child trying to draw that. Back then, the sea between Ireland and Wales was not as extensive as it is now. It was basically two rivers. And so Bran obviously was just wading across. He was like, I don't even need to be in... I'm not, I cannot be housed by a boat. Yeah. <laughs> and a houseboat. <laughs> Nui. I won't go on a board. And a math... Uh, math I keep shortening it to math, just like he's somebody out of Saved by the Bell. Mm. But his name is Mathologh. But every time it makes me spit. So that's why I say Math and all the other Irishmen retreat further away from Wales across the other river and his and then which did have a bridge. They destroyed the bridge and they were like, The funny thing about this river is no one can swim across it and there's no lake. And Bran was like, Nice try, Lao Che, and just turns himself into a bridge. <laughs> and he said Classic. Yeah, just and this is what I thought I might have touched on in the last thing is that this guy turned himself into a bridge yes yeah I remember that and he was like and let me be the bridge and in the thing I read it said and that was the first time anyone had said let me be the bridge and it's now a proverb to this day <laughs> I've never heard anyone say let me be the bridge but no, I'm going to start trying think, to use it in yeah. a sentence do people use it maybe figuratively or do you use it literally is it, it's literally saying walk on my back <laughs> across this gap I'm going to start using it at parties when I introduce people James meet Alistair let me be the bridge. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I've got to go home. I'm going to call an Uber. Hold on. Let me be the bridge. I've got a discount code. <laughs> yeah. I'd use it more figuratively, I think. Yeah. yeah. So he made himself a bridge. Everyone clamb across. And then Math is like, hey, mate. <laughs> and he's like, whatever you want, mate, it's all good. We're all pals here. And made out like there was no badness. Mm. But Brown obviously was so angry that his face had turned into a lake and ridge and stuff. He was so mad that Matholoch was like, okay, listen, let's make it so that you and I reign here supreme in a big house. We're going to make a house big enough for you. Gwern, the son who's in foster care, we're going to give him sovereignty. So he's going to be like a royal. Is that okay? And then Branwen was like, I'll take it. And so they built a giant house for Brian Blessed. So they built a massive house, but it had a naughty trap in it, which was lots of bags of flour in inverted commas. Ethnician is strutting around, just trying to check out whether he agrees with what's going on. 
And he looks around the house, casting angry glances around the house. He's Lawrence Llewellyn Poe in it. Yeah. Right. He's really, like, trying to find fault. Mm. And he's like, what are these about the bags of flour? Yeah, they put 100 pillars in. On an each pillar, they hung a leather sack, which was full of flour. Flour, supposedly. And then mm. the, the people who were showing him around, he was like, what's this in these bags? And they were like, flour. And Ephnician puts his hand it up. It wasn't flour, though. It wasn't right. flour. They were lying. They it were was... no, they were as naughty as Ephnician. Mm. But Ephnician, he goes, "I'll see your naughtiness and I'll raise you, uh, crushing someone's head with." Because in the bags was because in the bags. Sorry, yeah, there was naughty hiding fighters. <laughs> fighting. <laughs> oh yeah. Did you not know that? <laughs> Oh, sorry, of course. So, like, fighting children type. Yeah. Yeah, they put a soldier in each each sack, (laughs) each of the hundred sacks that they hung on an individual pillar around the house. They're just going to wait there and pounce out. So, so like like the Trojan horse, but with loads of separate bags of flour. The Trojan bags of flour. Okay. And so Ephnician was like, flour, hay, puts his hand up, and he feels inside it that there's a human head. And so he's like, he crushes it with his hand. Until he can feel the brain through the bone. Yeah. So he starts off with the first one. And then it said, and then Ephnician played the same trick. I mean, trick is quite a lighthearted <laughs> way of putting it. Played the same murder. <laughs> so, so did he do it twice? Or he did, did he it. He it ended up doing it to bag. all of them. He did it a hundred times. And then he sang. How, how naive is the person showing him round? Yeah, he's just really trying to... The estate agent, basically, in this scenario. Yeah. Just really trying to save face. Like, what's all that... What's that red smear that's running down out of the out of this flower bag? Oh, it's flour for a red velvet cake. Yeah. Next um, one, pop. Yeah, he went round all of them. And when he'd done them all... He just sang a little, a little Welsh <laughs> song. <laughs> he sounds dangerous. He sounds unhinged. No, but you've have you ever popped bubble wrap? <laughs> you keep, it is keep going. You keep going. Do you want me to sing you the song that they yes. sang after he killed all the fighters? Yeah, yeah. What was? What is the song? In this bag there is a flower of a kind. Conquerors, defenders, descenders to the grind. Facing fighting men ready for the hour. And that's it. (laughs) Really leaves you hanging that song. (laughs) So after all of that, after so many skull crushings, they're like, let's have a feast. Let's like move on. So they went to the feast and Gwern, the little boy, went round to all the brothers of Branwen and was like really lovely and nephew-y to them, apart from Ephnician. Ephnician got no nephew love. He's like, why won't he come to me? Like, even though he's Irish, I wouldn't have minded him <laughs> showing me some love. And so they like send the boy to Ephnician. The next thing he does, chucks him on the fire. What? Chucks the little boy on the fire. Head first. Yeah. Picks him up by his feet and chucks him head first into the fire. And then everyone goes, whoa, fight. Everyone goes for their weapons. The Irish start to kindle the cauldron of rebirth. Because they're like, well, if any of our men get killed, we're going to get them rebirthed. And all right, they won't be able to talk, but we'll get them back. And Ephnician sees that the, kin- the cauldron's being kindled and being used. So he's like, I've got to stop this. So he gets himself in amongst all the corpses of the Irish, ready to be put into the cauldron with the others. And then two bare-bottomed Irishmen. I think, it, obviously, it's written by a Welshman. So he's yeah, like, well, the Irishman put him in the cauldron. They just happen to have bare bums. <laughs> they just happen to be wandering out with their bums out. Um, so they throw Ephnician into the cauldron as well. And he stretches out and he breaks the cauldron into four pieces, but also breaks his heart as Bursts well. his heart, yeah. yeah. Ooh. Um, and so the cauldron is now useless. But, so is his heart, he dies. Uh, but yeah, so he, if he just hadn't caused the ruckus in the first place with the horse lips, we wouldn't have been in any of this mess. And it turns out there's no, there's really few people left after the fight. The only There's only seven people left, not including Brian Blessed or Branwen. There's so, no one left alive in Ireland. There's only five pregnant women yeah. left. Lucky wow. they were pregnant. In a cave, apparently, in the um, version I read. Not ideal conditions for pregnant women. They'd have their pick of all the... Ha- they could go in that massive house that Brian Blessing <laughs> there's literally no one there literally everyone's dead apart from seven Welsh people yeah. and Brian Blessing <laughs> but he'd hurt his foot so he got a poison spear in the foot from one of the sneaky Irish people 
And <laughs> in this story, <laughs> yeah, I just realised the voice of the story there: the sneaky Irish <laughs> with their horrible bare bottoms and poison spears. <laughs> and so Bran, Brian Blessed is like, do you know what? Chop my head off. Just be, just do, be done with it. Chop my head off. And Bran, when um, on the way back, casts her eyes over Ireland and then also over Wales, and she's like. <sighs> And then dies. So she she heaves a sigh of like, I can't believe all the trouble I've wrought on these lands. She's wrought. Yeah. <laughs> Is she taking responsibility for this? Well, she she was so goddamn hot. <laughs> <laughs> if she wasn't such a smoking piece of woman, then <laughs> top three. So if she hadn't been so sexy. No, no horses need to have been mutilated at all. Yeah, that Matholoch wouldn't have heard of her beauty from Ireland and come over there asking to wed her. Mm. And her half brother wouldn't have been so annoyed that someone had sex with her. Yeah. Ugh. No, now that you explain it, it is clearly her fault. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, she was like, why did I teach that sterling Welsh? It all just led to so much more issues. If I just learnt my place, Mm. getting boxed around the ears... By a butcher. By a butcher. (laughs) We could have all just had a happy life. Um, So so she dies, and then they chop off Bendigedvran's head. Why do they do that? Well, I think he was struggling anyway with his foot. He was injured, spit. so he was oh. going to die. And he, all, I think he was also like, um, he wanted to have his head like do some some work after he was gone. Or yeah, something. it ultimately. It well, gets, James knows this story a little bit better than me. Is this where this I? This is where I. I segue yeah. in. Yeah. I don't think the, the listeners will barely notice a difference. It's just a sort of a little a funny little postscript. <laughs> so the seven guys go back with Bran's head, Brian Blessed's head. And they go across back to uh, Harlech again. You yeah. remember? Oh, yeah, it's lovely. Harlech Beautiful scenery. Rock. Very steep, steep residential street. <laughs> <laughs> Top three. You don't want to drop a head on that street. <laughs> no, so they go there with the heads, and all the pictures show them carrying this giant head above them. They hear some beautiful birds singing at Harlech. In Welsh? or they spe- they're, they're What there other for... language would they be singing in? <laughs> So, so the reason she had to do the sparrow Welsh was that it was it was an Irish sparrow. Style. And it started up a Welsh bird voice choir. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they they listened to that bird singing for seven years in Harlech. And then they go to Gwales, which is a place called Gwales. <laughs> in Wales, there's Gwales. <laughs> I can't believe it's not Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for which for yeah for branding purposes, it's called Gwales. <laughs> and then they and then they just party there with Brian Blessed's head entertaining them with tales for eighty years. Wow! wow. They're in Gwales, yeah. And the thing was, there was a prophecy saying you'll go. And you'll spend a lot of time having fun and not thinking about all how the fact that an entire country died, two entire countries died apart from you. You just have a good time until you look at Cornwall. And when you look at Cornwall, that's the end of it. (laughs) So they're there for 80 years being told. But this that thing is the thing of like, can you separate the artist from the art? Because they're getting regaled with tales by this giant decapitated head mm. having a great time and it looks like two lakes and a ridge it's like that's like being too close to the cinema screen you know when you can <laughs> yeah. like, get the whole and to, so they're there for 80 years having a good time listening to the decapitated head um, and then they one of them notices that there's there's two doors one going that way left one going right and another door that has never been opened and he's like well I need to see what's behind this door and he opens it up and it's Cornwall <laughs> <laughs> And that's it. That's the end of it. That's the end of the fun. Party's over. Someone looked at Cornwall. It wasn't even clear that they were in a building up until this point. Well, I'm surprised. It must. I Where guess. is it? In, is Gwales near enough? I can't believe I'm. Cornwall. And is we missed the bit out where Cornwall? they built a. Oh no, because it didn't have to house the whole of him. It's just the head, just which I suppose does fit in a house. Yeah, that could fit. In yeah, a oh, house, yeah. Of course, his head can get in a house. Mm. Even in though it's the size of two, two lakes and a ridge. Yeah, but have you been to Gwales? <laughs> <laughs> Gwales is beautiful. I went to university just... with someone from Boxford. <laughs> and she did, she did not like me saying it was just a knockoff Oxford. <laughs> yeah, so they see Cornwall. That's it. Party's over. Brian shuts up, never to speak again. And they have to bury his head underneath the hill 
that the Tower of London's now built on, heading to looking out towards France to protect um, it, us from ever being invaded. The end. Right. And in mine, the hilarious postscript was, oh, it turned out there were five pregnant women in Ireland and they all had gave birth to sons and to repopulate the country, they all had to have sex with each other's mothers. And that's... Mm. that's... And that's where your ma started. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a sort of final attack on the character of the Irish. Yes, yeah, the yeah, Welsh yeah. writers. Yeah. It's funny as well, isn't it, that it's called like the branch of Branwen, like mm. the Mabinogion of Branwen. But she doesn't feature that much in it. She just gets bad stuff, ha- a little bit, well, a lot of really bad stuff happened to her. But the main stuff is to but, do with like fires. And... Well, I guess it's like Helen of Troy doesn't do very much <clears> in <throat> the Trojan Wars. Right. But she starts it by just being beautiful and kidnapped. Going around mm. being blooming beautiful. Mm. I mean, we all know what that's like, though. <laughs> so this is, these are the scores for... Mabinogi 2, Electric Boogaloo. Mabinogi. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Mabinogi 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> um, oh, electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful language. <laughs> uh, so, okay, what's the first category? Names. Names. Yeah, I think we there's a lot of great names. names. I mean, I haven't read much, read much other mythology, but Welsh mythology seems to have pretty great names. A lot of names. Branwen Verchlir, for a start. Mabinogi. Mabinogi. There's someone called Heviv the Tall. Mm. Chuck a bit of English in there for his name, why don't you? That's a bit odd. Maybe he's called Heviv Atal, and this is just the English translation. Inig Strong Shoulder, and Inig means only. Only it's only it's only a, strong shoulder. It's only strong shoulder. Matholoch. Nessian. Effinessian. Nessian. Effinessian. Flowers. Flasar flowers. Gavewid. What was that grumpy man? Mana. Mana wood. Mana woodian. Mana woodian. Yeah. Man, I would, Ian. <laughs> Mana wood if again. You're really agreeing with Ian. Cummy day. Cummy main vosh. Cometh the day. Cometh the may. <laughs> Um, and then we've also got now these are the I think the seven people who lived Caradwaug son of Bran Caradog oh god I'm already Hevid the tall Inig strong shoulder Idig son of Anaraud Wallgelm Wallgelm how is that Duolingo go? <laughs> <laughs> you don't learn names they they call they just call them things like Dewi Lingo mm. yeah any more names Fodor son of Ervis Theodore son of Elvis Elch bone lip. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lashar, son of Lassar Schleisguagwint. He invented the lash. <laughs> and Brian Blessed. And Brian, and Bless- Brian Blessed. Uh, it's a lot of good names. It's a lot of great names. And it would be offensive to Welsh people for me to just say that that was all phlegmy nonsense that I couldn't make any sense of. <laughs> so it's five out of five. Yes! Um, Sorry. <laughs> it's pimp out of pimp. Thank you. <laughs> and we learned last time that pimp means five, and we never got over it. No. <laughs> it changed us. <laughs> uh, what's the next category? Uh, supernatural. I don't think there's very much. Whoa. There's loads. Is there? Yes. A man who can't be housed in a house. That's just a big man. I'm too big for your house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How is that supernatural? That's have, just too, your houses are too small. I've been no. to actual Brian Blessed's house. Have you? Yeah. Or his daughter's house. Blessed wasn't there. Right. Well, Blessed Senior wasn't there. His daughter was there. All right. She's really nice. So I didn't see Brian Blessed in a house. So, so, so we have no evidence that Brian Blessed can be housed in a house. <laughs> I've never seen him in a house. <laughs> I used to live in Jeremy Paxman's house. Really? Did yeah. he know? <laughs> was it like that story from cupboard? Japan where they, the guy found out that there was someone living in his cupboard? <laughs> <laughs> have you heard that one? No. I have heard that story. I haven't heard that. Oh, just in a nutshell. I, mean, I thought it was a cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> it was a guy who lived out of... He worked... He worked in a different city during the week and he'd just come home at weekends and then he started noticing that things were going from his fridge. So he set up a webcam and what he saw will shock you. Um, He watched the video and a woman got out of his cupboard. The size of a nutshell. No. (laughs) A tiny woman who's housed in every house. Standard Japanese-sized woman came out of his cupboard and was in his house basically while he wasn't there during the week. She'd snuck in. Oh, my God, that gives me goose pimps. Uh, goose fives. Yes. You're in England now. 
What are we talking about? Oh, right. So, yeah, Brian Blessed. Too big. Brian, no, Brian Blessed is a real man, not yes. a supernatural entity. He's got eyes the size of lakes. If you saw somebody with eyes the size of lakes and a ridge for a nose and looked like a mountain and... Um, to be could... honest, the only people that get this confused are the, the stupid... Irish people. That's my point. I think of it's, this story in this story. I think it's saying the Irish people are a bit thick because they didn't think... understand that boats weren't a forest. Well, no, but there were elder masts, um, older masts, so it looked like trees. Surely, if you saw a load of trees yeah. in the sea, your first thought would be those boats look like trees. Not there's some trees in the sea. All I'm saying is, all right. If you saw, if you were to see a human, a non-magical human so big that they'd never been contained within a house. I'm not saying you'd say it was magical, but you wouldn't say it was natural. And in that case, you'd say it was supernatural. Mm. That's a very good point that I'll remember for future episodes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he did have an unnaturally big face. Yeah. All right. Oh, and, and it, he lived after he had his head chopped off. And he did keep telling stories after for he had his head chopped off. 87 years. Look, let's wait and see what happens to Brian Blessed, because he is <laughs> quite a raconteur. <laughs> I don't think decapitation would stop him. So we've got, okay, the head talks, a, that was magic. Yeah. yeah. What else, though? A One starling that can talk Welsh. Yes, oh, well, no, no. We understand, we know that the starling can understand Welsh. Yep, that's mm. pretty but, magic. But, it, but, well, he can't speak Welsh necessarily because perhaps that's the reason it was given the message to pass on because it could understand but not speak. Mm. But for it to understand so well the fact of this is what my brother looks like, take this letter to him, that's quite magic. Yeah, but considering the size of his head, if it had just flown in the direction of Wales, the likelihood it is it would have hit him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't think that's, that, that's not that supernatural. Cauldron. Yeah, what about a magic cauldron? cauldron well, we don't know that it works because it was smashed yeah. before it was oh. put to use. So for all we know, that was just a, a, a phony, a big cauldron. If it, had, if it had brought one burned child back to life, I'd be raining points on you. <sighs> Listener can't okay. hear how okay. angry Jenny here's, looks at this here's point. A ma- here's a magic bit. A woman gives birth to massive fighting man. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Come yeah. on. Four out of five. Thank you. <laughs> uh, a one-week gestation period of a giant fighting Irishman. Four out of five. Okay. But not five, because the bird couldn't speak. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next category? Missing the point somewhat. The, the category is missing the point somewhat. Yeah, missing the point somewhat. <laughs> Could you give me some examples of that from the There's story? There's less so many. Uh, they, they just get distracted for 80 years kind of forgetting the, what they're trying to do. They're on a journey back from a war and then they get distracted for... Well, they get distracted for seven years just listening to Birdsong and then 80 years listening to a decapitated head. They, they also missed the point of um, when Branwen was having a nice happily married time and uh, Martholoch was in trouble. Instead of going, oh, I'll just laugh off the mockery, I'll get the butcher to beat up my wife... That's somewhat missing the point. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you're stretching somewhat. Yes, that is missing the point. Missing the point of what a forest is at sea. <laughs> you can't bring a forest in in support of everything. Damn. Oh, there was another one. So far, you've got three examples of missing the point. So I'm look- you're looking at a three out of five. Okay, I mean, there's definitely more. Oh, a Phoenician um, being so, so mad that his sister had been um, betrothed to somebody without his knowledge that he um, that he mutilated some horses. It's like, this has got nothing to do with those horses or you. You're missing the point, Ephnissian. Yeah, and he, uh, what we think he might have chopped off of the horses, yeah. they, they ended up missing. They were <laughs> missing a point, <laughs> you could say. All right, it's four out of five. <laughs> yeah. Four out of five for that, James. Well done. <laughs> and finally, category... Love Island. Love Island. You've chosen a category you know I don't know anything about. Yeah. There's quite a few examples of Love Island in this story. Toxic masculinity. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there is Massive a men who are too big to be inside a house. Yeah. Love Island, they're always outside the villa. Yeah. Pavilions. They go on dates in tents or they pavilions. They do. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, Branwen being the most beautiful woman in the world. All the women on Love Island are the most beautiful women in the world. Top three. Yeah, yeah. top three. Yeah. No, some of them are absolutely stunningly surprising looking. 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> How good? Like, um, come over from Ireland, good? Um, there's also um, a large theme of Love Island is bare bottoms. Yes. Um, it should be called Wedgie Island yeah. because they don't, there's not even thongs. They've just got their pants up their bum, mm. bare bottoms out all the time. You mm. can't look anywhere for bare bottoms. Even in the evening when they're wearing dresses, they're like see-through dresses and like, here's my bum. Wedgie Island sounds like an island for bullies. Yes. Which is where your former co-workers live. <laughs> <laughs> uh, de- people getting angry at other people having sex. That's, yeah. that's very Love Island. Absolutely. People they've just met. Yeah. Being annoyed that people they've just met have had sex with someone else. Oh, and um, also, I suppose, cutting the lips off the horses is akin to the surgery that people have in Love Island. Some of them have had some quite drastic surgery, yeah. it they, looks like. Because it used to be that you'd watch it and you'd go, oh, look, I think one of those people has got lip implants. That's unusual. And now you look at it and you're like, hang on. One of them hasn't got lip implants. That's really weird. <laughs> and they've got that other thing on Love Island where a butcher punches you in your ear. Once a day. Yeah, once, once a day. day. Just once. They've got it's a for fun. And some... there's somebody in Love Island called Slasar Schleisgefenwid. There isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and you could argue that in doing a winter Love Island, they've sort of chucked a dead body into a cauldron in an effort to rejuvenate. <laughs> Based on no information at all, I think it's clearly five out of five for for Love Island. What a lovely island! <laughs> and also, and every episode of Love Island ends with a shot of Cornwall. <laughs> <laughs> Party's over, guys. <laughs> I love so much that the, that it has got five out of five for Love Island, and that you were like, "It's a romantic story." <laughs> it's like so not. It's like, <laughs> like Love Island is not a romantic story at all. <laughs> very, very grim. Happy but. Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, WrestleMania. Happy WrestleMania, everyone. <laughs> to you and and your butcher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How romantic was that? Oh, it was so romantic. Join us next time for a tale known as the Roaring Bull of Bagbury. You've been listening to Lawmen with me, Alistair Beckett King. And me, James Shakeshaft. And me, James Shakeshaft. You say it like that every time. And me, James Shakeshaft. And me, oh, it's me, James Shakeshaft. I think I broke up me, James Shakeshaft. Please like, subscribe, and recommend to a friend. <laughs>